Hello everyone, this is your buddy and your pal, Ouch, and welcome to the Ouchcast. <coughs> so, who wants to talk about a creepy puppet show? what you've been watching the movie and tv review show here on the ouchcast and i am weirdly excited to go over today's show it's one of those things where when you find something and it's hitting all of the switches in your head and you just go this was made exactly for me which in hindsight explains almost too much about me if you know you know because today we are going over Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, released on September 23rd, 2022, on Channel 4 in the U UK. This six-episode series follows the adventures of Red Guy, Yellow Guy, and Duck, learning all about different topics in their world, although with an extreme twist and descent into madness. This is a continuation of the online series that premiered on YouTube on July 29th, 2011, with its final episode premiering on June 19th, 2016. Then, in between those two official productions was a mini pilot episode premiering at the Sundance Film Festival in 2019, but was basically shelved for being a little too timely and not having the sense of claustrophobia that, that the creators Becky Sloan and Joe Pelling were looking for. So, what is Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared? This is basically a satire or parody of children's programming with some detours into dark humor and straight-up gross-out psychological terror. Think along the lines of Happy Tree Friends, or maybe even Wonders Chosen. Dropping some uh, mid-2000s TV show references there. Our three main characters go along their lives, usually interrupted by the teacher of the day, as it were, who paints an overly simplified version of a concept you would see in any kind of these kids' shows, usually through song. Then... They go through the first dark turn, with them usually getting stuck in a world with no way out, and then the hallucination question mark ends with someone usually getting sprayed by blood. I did the count. It's about five episodes out of six where that happens. Visually, this is honestly impressive in the way that it hits practically every kind of animation style you would see in kids shows. 
puppetry acts as a home base, which is done in this manure style where there are no strings and you can see the entire puppet body and they can look, walk around, which kind of creeps me out. But I think that's the point of this show. And then each episode will have a small segment that will use like another medium. There's flash animation, 2D, 3D animation, claymation. It does hit that tone where a lot of kids shows will use these changes in styles as interludes between segments. I've always dug these homages in this show, even if they are kind of creepy. Claymation. Hey, don't say that. Don't hurt his feelings. In terms of content, I really enjoy the writing of the series. It's practically all dialogue, including snippy little comments that aren't supposed to be the focus, but you hear them come through. Having said that, it's actually a little weird for me, as I know British humor can be really dry. Remember, Monty Python and the Holy Grail didn't quite stand up to the test of time for me. But I think the difference here is just how mean and almost competitive things can get. Okay, let's crack on, shall we? Now, it's time for some lovely remarks by the best friend. Well, I'm not the best friend. Yes, you are. I'm your best friend, I don't know. Yeah. We're close. I mean, I know you. I know which one you are. Look, I'm leaving you all my stuff. Yeah, but I don't want it. I mean, that's just that's just our stuff. Anyway, that's our plates. And my diary. There's nothing in it. It's new. I just got it. I could do the lovely remark. I don't want you. I want my best friend. I'm not your best hey, friend. Hey, look. Just speak from the heart. He's a nice guy. He's, he's uh, the smallest one. Tell them about the tournament. I don't know about the tournament. I won a tournament, didn't I? Did you? Okay, great, thank you. Beautiful stuff, very moving. Now. It's actually really nice. Hey, wow, I didn't like that. See what I mean? That was supposed to be a funeral, and yet everyone either hates it or has no idea what's going on. It's that mixture of mean wit with surrealism that makes for a weirdness I enjoy. At least until it gets to the gross-out humor. Like, I can live with it. Yeah, it gets pretty gross, don't get me wrong. Especially when it looks like there's real bugs crawling on some puppets. Not the day you want to be a puppeteer. One of the things that surprised me on the initial viewing was how many songs you get. Basically, the teacher or whoever will kind of sing a song about the concept for the episode, about jobs, electricity, what have you. It's not quite a full musical, but for six episodes... Getting at least one song per episode, sometimes two, there is a bit of credit that it earns. Now, I wouldn't call them full earworms. That's episode four. Just trust me on that one. They seem to be focused as more scene transitions than super important to the plot. With, you know, one major exception in episode two where the songs directly lead to events. Now, if you look up the series online you will get hit with a lot of fan videos going over 
basically the internet's newest hobby, finding lore. Now, in the original YouTube series, it was basically the creator's idea and message about how children's television programming gets warped by people with power, or have double talk and confusing standards that don't really help kids at all. Here, now that they have a network, that message is basically gone, with a very deep backstory that dwells within the characters in the story of this world. This definitely rewards multiple rewatches, as information gleaned from episodes can go back and have you make connections to things in previous scenes. You even see this in the intro theme, because as things go onward, things get messier and messier, trying to keep things vague for you to experience. Lore isn't quite my strong suit, but I understand its importance nowadays. Have we gone wrong? I don't think so. This doesn't feel wrong. At least it doesn't hurt to think anymore. But they seem upset with us. Hmm. Well, maybe they're not in charge of us anymore. Maybe they never were. I noticed you're trying to look at your reflection. That's a bit of fun, huh? With a very quick runtime of six 22-minute episodes, you can knock this series out in an afternoon. It's pretty easy. While I have my favorites and standouts, I just want to go over a moment that really unnerves me. Y yes, I am going to talk about getting freaked out by a puppet show. Specifically, when they break a little bit of the fourth wall... Uh, in this clip from episode 2, uh, Red Guy and Yellow Guy are trying out a replacement friend. Hang on, this thing? One of the guys? Yeah, one of the main three guys around. There's three of us, there's three of us, look closely you will see. There's three of us, there's three of us, hold on, stop it, no, no, that's not here. Now you can hear in that clip, for some reason, when Yellow Guy starts objecting pretty loudly, like he's looking at the camera and he's getting closer to it, like he's on a set, and it fucks my shit up. There's a few moments like that in the series, both YouTube and Channel 4 versions, where it looks like the characters weren't told about something, and just demolishes the fourth wall. I'm all for creative directions and innovative choices like that, but damn, it still gives me the chills. Anyways, I have to say, I think episode four is my favorite, solely because the level of sarcasm hits off the charts. The gang are trying to get onto the internet while constantly being interrupted by Warren the... <clears throat> Eagle, a friendship expert who is running one of those anti-bullying programs you see in schools nowadays. I'm a bit of a dinosaur, so I never had any of these programs. You know, my grade got the former maximum security prisoner warning my class to not go to jail. Worlds of difference. Anyways, I like this episode because it's one of the times where basically the entire gang is trying to ignore the worm eagle. And and the roasting that they deliver 
is particularly brutal. Okay, I get it. You don't think it was an interesting story? Not really. It was clearly about you. Well, would it surprise you to know that the guy in that story was actually... You. Me. Well, yeah. I mean, you you did some of it in first person. The thing in the animation looked like... Okay, stop. That's right. Believe it or not, there was a time in my life when even I had trouble making and keeping friends. But how could a confident, handsome worm eagle have trouble keeping friends? Good question. Because of the way you look? The way I... Yeah, all sort of lumpy and red raw. I don't think that's... because you look like a bit of a bigger animal that fell off or was removed and then came to life. That's actually a... It's more like an old person's finger. Reminds me of an infection I had up my... Or was it the voice? It looks like a tumour. Any stinks. I know. It's because you've got beady eyes like a rat. Or you're just generally unlikable in a way that's hard to pin down. Now, my least favorite episode is probably episode three. I usually grade by entertainment value, which is kind of that coverall term for just something. The the X factor, as it were. As long as it's not boring, I'm fine with it. But I gotta say, going for psychological horror is certainly a choice. Put it like this. Episode 3 is about the concept of family, and it's the darkest goddamn thing I think I've ever seen. There's not much of anything I can really clip from. It's it's definitely more visually focused that you just kind of have to watch it to understand. It replaces all the clever writing with just you shitting your pants in fear. Not exactly my favorite. But the finale hits some really great notes of depth, like the feeling that what's going on in this particular episode is actually important. Again, keeping it fairly spoiler-free for you to enjoy, but the revelations and events offer a bit of meaningful heartbreak to the characters. But that means you get a little bit of hope for having another series. Plus, in a rare case of me putting on my snob hat, The cinematography of some of these shots will give you chills. The shadows, the angles, the slower movement of the characters. Fuck, that's good shit. I'm having more feelings stirred from a British dark adult puppet show than any human I've ever come in contact with. That's mostly the gin and watermelon pucker talking, but damn if it ain't true. Overall... I'm a big fan of Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, so this pretty much gets one of my highest recommendations. If you like snappy dialogue, a feeling of unease, and some messed up puppet shows, you have to give this series a watch. I think this is a step above Wonder Showsen or TV's Funhouse and another 2000s TV drop. As with the little bit of maturity and meaning to the message, it makes for a surprisingly mature show. Maybe not when the characters keep peeing themselves, but you get the idea. I'm going to give Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, the Channel 4 series, an 8 out of 10. What about my shredder? What about my shredder? 
and, and the shredder. Yep. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ouchcast. To keep up with the show, follow us over on Spotify so you never miss a new episode. And if you like what you hear, send an email over this way at ouch64 at gmail.com. This podcast was written without AI assistance. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next time.